Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. You May you the book be blessed of Luke, by the Word three. of God. I want to preach a very familiar passage to you about the John the Baptist, but I believe that God has something in store for us tonight. Luke chapter number three, um, and if you are like me, again, um, sometimes when I read these stories, I try to picture myself, and I, and I have to tell you, um, John the Baptist lived an um, interesting life, but um, man, I don't know how I could feel about eating bugs for a living. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know that I could do it. Um, and I, you know, Now, if the Lord came down and told me that I needed to eat some locusts for a living, and that was going to be my sustenance... Um, I'd have to, it'd be tough, but I would do it. But I, man, I just don't know that I could do it for a living. But John the Baptist, this guy, this guy, he, uh, he had it. So book of Luke chapter number three, it states in Annas and Caiaphas being the high priest, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias in the wilderness. Let me hear you say in the wilderness. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the books, in the book of the word of Isaiah the prophet, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Verse number five states, and every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill brought low, and the crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough ways smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. All flesh. How many can identify that we are all flesh? That you and I, we are, we are flesh. We are all flesh. And for just the next few moments tonight, I would just like to simply preach to you renewal in the wilderness. Renewal in the wilderness. Now, if you are, it depends on your personality, depends on who you are. Um, people can be refreshed in different ways. For some of us, it's a vacation. For others of us, it's a good book, a cup of coffee, or what have you, whatever that looks like for you. The idea of being refreshed or being renewed or doing something that will give you the strength to go fulfill your purpose is there are books about this. There are movies about this. There are tons of things when it comes to how to refresh yourself or how to renew your spirit to do your purpose. And so many times I look at my life and I say, well, when am I at my best? And don't, don't get me wrong, sometimes as an extrovert, you can run out of extrovertness. Did you know that? There are some times where my social battery is depleted. It takes about 10 minutes to recharge it, but it can be depleted for those 10 minutes. And there are other times where I am ready to rock and roll and everybody around me is just like, let's, let's pump the brakes here. And all the extroverts said, amen. But there are times that we come into our walk and our relationship with God where we feel in our spirit that we are ready to take over the world and preach the gospel to anybody that will listen. We're ready to charge hell with a water pistol. We're ready to do the supernatural wherever it may be. And then there are other times in our spirit where we feel like we are in the wilderness where it is dry and it is 
barren. There are times in our walk and our relationship with God where we feel as if we might just be surviving on just the locust, the things that may seem nasty, the things that may not seem like this is the best way that I want to live. I'd much rather have bread. I'd much rather have some meat. I'd much rather have the other things. But sometimes God brings us to a wilderness in order to launch us into prophetic destiny. And I want to spend the next few moments, this was laid on my heart so heavily that perhaps there are some of us that could identify with what I'm talking about right now where perhaps you might be in the wilderness right now. And it may seem dry, it may seem barren, and it may seem everywhere that you go there is nothing. There's no life, there's no vegetation, there is no rest. But when you walk with Jesus, the wilderness can be the greatest time of your walk and relationship with God. It may seem like, God, I don't know why I'm going through this, but God, I, I want to learn while I'm here what it is you want me to learn. Because in the wilderness in my life, when I went through wilderness, and as we'll continue to go through, and we won't, it's not just a one-stop thing, but once you go through a wilderness, you understand that there are lessons to be learned in the wilderness you got to learn how to pray like never before in the wilderness. you got to learn how to fast like never before in the wilderness. And when you couple those things together, something supernatural happens every single time. Why? Because God hears the prayers of his people. He sees the sacrifice of his people. And then God says, you know what? This wilderness that you're in, let me show you a little bit about why you might be in it. And let me show you what I'm going to do on the other side of it. So John... Here, apart from Jesus Christ, it can be argued that John the Baptist is one of the most theologically significant figures in the Gospels. As was the case with Jesus' birth, his birth, birth, John the Baptist, his birth was recorded in 20 scriptures. And divine intervention, just like Jesus, can be found in Luke 1, 57 through 80, another 13 verses, and John's birth not only parallels that of Jesus, but it also echoes the momentous occasion of the birth of Isaac to Abraham and Sarah found in Genesis 17. But we see that John has a very important role to play. His formative years were lived in obscurity in the desert, and his public in ministry ended nearly 400 years of prophetic silence. Think about that. The Israelites were in bondage in Egypt for 400 plus years. And 400 years of prophetic silence. And then here is this man who is eating locusts and hanging out in the wilderness, steps onto the scene. He's got one foot in the Old Testament, one foot in the New Testament, trying to bridge the gap, trying to say, listen, there is one coming whose shoes I'm not worthy to latch up. And all of a sudden, that wilderness became a clear picture of why John the Baptist was there. It was because he was preparing the way for Jesus to step onto the scene. As Pastor Justin talked about on Sunday, it was John the Baptist who in his mother's womb, the Bible says, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. 
And all of a sudden, John the Baptist, as he's got one foot in the Old Testament, pulling Israel forward and saying, listen, those years of silence, those years of barrenness, those years of darkness, those years that you feel like God did not listen to you, that God did not care about you, I'm standing here to let you know that there is one coming who's going to launch you in to where you're going to stand there on the day of Pentecost. You're going to speak in a new language. You're going to be baptized like never before. But let me just tell you, there is a wilderness between the old and the new. And John, standing there, tells them that there is someone and there is something coming. And I've just come to remind somebody tonight that perhaps you feel as if you are in the desert place. You feel as if you are in the wilderness. You feel as if there is no fruit in your life right now. You feel like nothing is happening and you're saying, God, when is it my turn? When do I get to get out of this dry and this barren season? God, when do I get to step in to the supernatural? When do I get to step in to where you're pouring out blessings? And I've just come to remind somebody tonight that when you get to the wilderness, there is always going to be something on the other side, but we've got to let the wilderness teach us what God is trying to do. Because it's in the wilderness where I receive the greatest dreams, the greatest visions. It's in the wilderness when I stepped in. I said, God, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek you because it's in the wilderness where I've learned to get a hold of God for myself. You see, it's easy when everyone else is doing it. It's easy when Jesus is on the scene and he's healing people every single place he goes. Everything is happening. But when you're in the wilderness and it's just you and God and you're not seeing what you want to see right now, those are the moments that you say, God, I'm going to bury myself in my closet on my face. I've got to intercede for my family. I've got to intercede for this. I've got to intercede for that. But it's in the wilderness that God begins to speak so clearly and you begin to hear the voice of God like you've never heard it. Why? Because there's no distractions. There's no crowds. There's nobody else but you and Jesus. It's in the wilderness that we learn that God's provision never runs out. Just ask the Israelites. For 40 years they wandered in the wilderness and the Bible says that their shoes and their clothes didn't wear out. It's in the wilderness where you get a supernatural view of what a God who's, not, who's willing to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you can't contain. That's where you get the vision of how great he is. Because imagine you walk straight from Egypt into the promised land and you never had anything. That's why when you get to the promised land after saying, you know what, I made some mistakes. I messed up a little bit. Oh, but God, I'm going to enjoy it all that much more because I know that your hand was on me. You never left me nor forsook me, God. And I'm here today because we're able to survive the wilderness. But the best part about all this is, is that in the wilderness... You can not only survive, but you can be refreshed and renewed in the wilderness. You see, for some of you, and perhaps if you're in the wilderness right now, there are some of you that are saying, there's no way that my spirit can be refreshed in the season that I'm in right now. It may be dark. You say, well, there's no way that I can worship the way that I want to in the wilderness right now. It may be barren. You say, there's no way that I can pray the way that I need to in the wilderness right now. It may seem like it's real dry. But let me just tell you about what happens in the wilderness. You see, in the wilderness, there are times of refreshing that come in the wilderness. Because there are going to be times where you stumble upon an oasis. 
in the wilderness and you can be renewed and you can drink and you can say, God, it's just you and me. We're going we're gonna to talk. You see, in the wilderness, it seems dark. And I, I've seen videos and things of the, the desert at night. And I'm telling you this much. I don't want to ever be at the desert at night by myself. No way. That would be a quick one-way ticket to heaven for me. There'd be a lion hiding somewhere, and I'd, I wouldn't know what was coming. I'd be ready to go. I'd be, Lord, take me now. I'm out. But the wilderness at night, the wilderness can be dark. It can be dry. It can be barren. And some of you, that wilderness for you may look like your family is in trouble. Your family needs a word. It could look like that you've been struggling at the job, or it could be look like you say, you know, God, I, I don't know how we're going to make ends meet and financial troubles. And that wilderness can, for you can look like a whole lot. It can look like spiritual wilderness where you just, you, you're not feeling God the way you want to. But here is what I have learned in those seasons in my life. Is that it's in those seasons in my life is where I've learned to depend on God like never before. When 2020 hit, nobody knew what was going to happen in 2020. And there were those who were sitting there and were saying, all right, COVID shut the world down. Everything's going to be okay in a few weeks. It's, everything's going to be all right. But there were some who didn't know, and it, and, it, and it wrecked you. And there are some of us where we have been in the wilderness for years, and we have, we've learned that, you know, maybe this is just my life. This is just the lot that I've been dealt but I want you to know tonight that it's in the wilderness where you can learn God's voice like you've never heard it. Why? In my life, in the wilderness, in my prayer time, in my fasting time, in my Bible reading time, those were the times where his word came alive to me like never before. Why? It was because I was holding on to every word and every promise on this book saying, God, if you did it for them in the book of Acts, you can do it for me here in 2020, 2021, 2023, 2022, whatever it looks like. If you did it for them, you can do it for me. It was in those wilderness years when I began to pray saying, God, I've seen you heal before. God, I need you to heal now. God, I've seen you restore before. I need you to restore now. Why? Because in the wilderness, God takes you back over a mental inventory, over everything that he's done in your life. And you can say with clarity, God, I can see things now, God, that I wasn't able to see before. You see, God, I see miracles that I, that I forgot about. God, I, I remember words that you've given me that I forgot about. And all of a sudden, John the Baptist is here in this moment. And I'm sure that as he's sitting there, he's reaching back to the prophets. He's reaching back to the years where there was nothing, where there was no voice. And he steps onto the scene and he says, you know what? If you did it for Isaiah, you can do it for me. If you did it for Elisha, you can do it for me. If you did it for Elijah, you can do it for me. And I've come to remind somebody tonight that in the wilderness you can see and you can hear the voice of God so clearly. But it's when we get into those moments and those times and say, God, I've got to have your voice now. The wilderness is where our prophetic destiny becomes clear. John the Baptist knew what lied in front of him. 
He knew that he was not going to be the Messiah, but he knew that he had to pave the way and he had to stand up. And when everybody else was telling him to shut up and to sit down, he was the one that was saying, listen, it's time to repent. It's time to turn unto God. It's time to get back and remember the things that we know that we've practiced for years. And he says that every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill brought low. You see, the wilderness, this is the other thing that I've learned, is where you can learn to move with the Spirit as it leads. You see, when you go into the wilderness, it, it, it's scary. It, it, it is. There's no other way around it. It's scary because you've got to trust God. You've got to trust God. But once you learn how to trust God, whoo, there's nothing like it. When you're in the will of God, there's nothing like it. You don't have to worry about decisions. You don't have to. You just say, yes, God, tell me where you want me to go. I'll do it, God. And don't get me wrong. You've got to have counsel sometimes. Sometimes you've got to reach out to the pastor. Sometimes you've got to just. But sometimes God just gives you such a word in the wilderness that you know this is where I'm going. You get it all under spiritual authority and spiritual submission, and you talk with your pastor, but God gives you the word in the wilderness, and you're sitting there and saying, God, when I come out of this wilderness, I know what you have called me to do. You see, one of the biggest lies that the enemy tries to convince us of is that when we're in wilderness seasons, God doesn't hear our prayers. Why would God allow you to go through the wilderness if he was listening to your prayers right now? He'll bring you out, but he's not hearing what you're praying now. And we get so distraught because in the wilderness, it feels like it's a dry season. And we're wondering, God, where are you? And the enemy begins to tell you God isn't answering your prayers because you're in the wilderness. God doesn't care about you because you're in the wilderness. If God cared about you, you wouldn't be in the wilderness. That's a lie. Let's just, let's just put that on the table. That's a lie. And I can tell you, when I've been in wilderness seasons in my life, there was, there was a time where the enemy would try to torment me almost every single day. If God cared about you, he wouldn't have allowed this to happen to you. If God cared about you, you'd be doing this. If God cared about you, you'd be doing that. And that torment, if we're not careful, can dictate our wilderness and define what happens in the wilderness. When in reality, God is trying to allow his time with us in the wilderness to launch us into something greater. It was in that wilderness season in my life where I was, I was praying one day and I said, God, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was exhausted. I was exhausted of praying. I was exhausted of seeking God for this answer. It was in this wilderness season that I just began to say, God, I'm thankful for everything that I've learned. Because again, I, I learned a new level of trust in God that I'd never had before. I learned how to pray prayers that I didn't know that I could pray. Prayed some big boy prayers. And it was just me and God. And I just, I remember I was face down in the closet and I was just stomping my hand on the ground. I wasn't angry, I just was exhausted. And I just said, God, I just want a glimpse of what the other side of the wilderness looks like. Woo. In that moment, just like that, 
God transported me to the other side of the wilderness. And I said, God, if I can just get there, everything's going to be okay. I stood up. I dusted my shoulders off. I wiped away the tears and the snot. And I said, you know what, God? I can make it through the wilderness. Why? Because I'm learning to be led by the Spirit. I'm learning to trust your voice like never before, God. I'm learning to seek you like never before. And all of a sudden, when these moments in the wilderness comes, we begin to learn that it's God who is sitting there and saying, you know what? This night may seem dark. It may seem like... Like it's real dry and it's real barren here, but let me just show you how great I really am. And let me just give you a glimpse of what's on the other side of the wilderness. And when we get that glimpse, there's no turning back. The enemy can try whatever he wants, but I say, you know what? I've seen what's on the other side of that. And on the other side of that is salvation. On the other side of that is redemption. On the other side of that is Jesus stepping onto the scene and doing only what Jesus can do. And I've come to remind somebody tonight that you can be renewed in the wilderness. You don't just have to survive, but God has stepped here tonight to renew your spirit, renew your mind, and to let you know that if you just place your trust in him, that on the other side of the wilderness is your prophetic destiny for you and for your family. Let's lift our hands to the Lord right now. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's the wilderness, though. The wilderness isn't normal. It's uncommon. And God allows us sometimes to go through here. But let me just tell you, and let me take you back down throughout the Bible, where God used wilderness seasons in people's lives to take, to take them to somewhere new. It was Jacob who wrestled with the angel that the Lord came down, and he said, I'm not letting go until you bless me. And then all of a sudden, his life was changed forever. It was Elijah who was sitting in a cave saying, God, where are you? And it wasn't in the wind. It wasn't in the fire, but was in the still small voice. It was in that wilderness that God said, Elijah, I am with you. It was in the wilderness where Noah is sitting there saying, I'm in an ark full of filthy animals. I did all I knew how to do. But then he, all of a sudden he sees that there's a dove that needs to go out. And all of a sudden God opens the doors. It was Samson after his eyes were poked out as he stood there and he said, God, one more time, use me. He was renewed in the midst of his worst time of his life. And all of a sudden it was Jonah, three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, who stood, sat there and said, God, I will do whatever you want me to do in the worst time of his life. It was David who when the prophet said, you are the man, David, after he had committed adultery and murder. He said, you know what, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to sacrifice. And God begins to restore David. David, one more time, I've come to tell somebody that in the wilderness, God can renew you. In the wilderness, God can reach down and restore you and restore your family. It was Thomas who said, I will not believe it until I see the nail scars in his hands and his feet. And all of a sudden, Jesus just shows up and he says, Thomas, I'm here. You got what you want. And Thomas realizes that Jesus is who he said he was. And all of a sudden, Thomas, in the worst moment of his life, where he doubted the Lord, and we go on and we label him doubting Thomas, all of a sudden has this epiphany that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is who he says he is. And he's going to do exactly what he said he would do. 
What am I trying to tell somebody tonight? I'm trying to tell you that you might be in the worst moment of your life. You might be in the biggest catastrophe of your life. Your family may be crumbling. Your world may be crumbling. But I've come to tell you tonight in the Holy Ghost that God can renew you in the wilderness. It may be dry. It may be barren. But God has come tonight so that you can be renewed in your spirit. We are a book of Acts church. We are a New Testament church. And that means when Jesus is here, anything is possible. And the wilderness wasn't meant to destroy you, but rather it was meant to define you. It was meant to define your walk and your relationship with God. You see, in the wilderness, we begin to see God working in our life. But not only our life, but we see his handiwork on those that are around us as well. You see, we begin to see things as they are and who God is. You see, the wilderness was never meant to be your destiny, to stay in the wilderness. Never was meant. That wasn't it. That wasn't it for John. The wilderness defined him and sent him forward. So tonight, there are some of us here, and the enemy has lied to you, and he has told you that the wilderness is all you will ever know. And I have come to tell you that that is a lie from the pit of hell, and that what God is about to do here in this altar call is to send some of you with a glimpse of what's on the other side of the wilderness. God, through his infinite wisdom, knew exactly what John the Baptist would do. And he, he would go forward and he would preach repentance and say that there's one coming. There's one coming. And he knew that Jesus would step onto the scene. And you know what's wild is that John the Baptist has a moment where he says, is this the one? Is this the one? And he gets his confirmation that he is in fact the one. And The enemy has used that same tactic on some of us. Is is this really, is Jesus able to do what he said he would do? And those promises that you've been given, are they really the promises of God or they were just somebody made that up in their mind? Listen, I, I don't have time to get into this tonight, but there is something to be said when you hang on to the word from a prophet. You can look throughout the Old Testament. Those that followed the prophets of God, regardless if they were found good in the eyes of God or bad in the eyes of God, if they followed the words of the prophet God, God honored his word every single time. So if God has given you a word through a man or a woman of God, I, want, I just feel this in the Holy Ghost. The enemy has tried to convince some of you that because somebody has given you a word that it's human and not God. And I've just come to tell you right now, if somebody, a man or a woman of God, has given you a word, God will honor that word. But we have got to make sure that the wilderness isn't where we stop and just say, you know what, I I can't make it to the other side. We have got to let the wilderness define us into our next and our walk and our relationship with God. We cannot let it derail us. 
So as we stand tonight, as the musicians come, I feel this in the Holy Ghost, that the enemy has tried to allow the wilderness through his lies, through his manipulation, to let it be the thing to say, you know what? There's no way that God could ever bring you out of where you're at right now. And, man, there are, there's some dark stuff. And if, if we were being honest, if we were to go around the room, some of us would say, you know what? I, this wilderness that I'm in, it's real. It, it is real. And this, this wilderness, this dry season, it's after me. It's after my family. It's after everything that I'm trying to do for the kingdom of God. And what God is trying to do is to say that while you may be in the wilderness, just a glimpse will be enough to get you through to the other side. Just a glimpse. Man, the story that Bishop told where he was frustrated and he was exhausted and he said he prayed and God gave him two scriptures and he said he went out there that night and preached those two scriptures that's coming out of a wilderness that's the glimpse of coming out of the wilderness that story he one of our first Sundays here he preached about that and it inspired me and I just said you know what whatever the wilderness may look like in my life I, I can make it why because the church I, I, I've seen samples of what God can do through just men and women of God who say, God, this wilderness is heavy, God, but I'm not stopping here. Going through. And there are some of us tonight where God has been reaching and God has been pulling for you and you've been saying, God, I I can't see the other side of the wilderness. And I want you to know that in this altar call tonight, God is going to give some of you a glimpse of what the opposite side of the wilderness looks like. You've been praying, you've been fasting, you've been seeking God, and you've done everything that you know how to do. But I'm here tonight to tell you that on the other side of the wilderness is the greatest days, the greatest walk in relationship with God. But you've got to survive the wilderness. Here's the best part. There's renewal in the wilderness. Because when you come out on the other side, Brother Mark, Every lesson you learn back over there, you're taking with you when you leave here. So that prayer life that you established in the wilderness, guess what? It's going with you into victory. That fasting life that you established over here in the wilderness, it's going with you over into victory. That time where you spent saying, God, whatever you want to do in my life over here in the wilderness, it's going with you into victory. So as we lift our hands all across this place right now, I just want you to just begin to pray to God. Just lift your voices all across this room. Maybe it's been a while since you've spoken in tongues. I just want to encourage you tonight that God can can do that tonight. Maybe it's been a while since you've felt God's grace and his mercy wash over you. It can happen right here in this moment. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. If you need just a glimpse of what the other side of the wilderness looks like, if you want to join us around this altar, God's getting ready to do it. If you need God to just give you just a glimpse, say, God, I've been praying, God, I haven't seen it yet, but a glimpse will do, God. 
You can join me around this altar tonight. God's getting ready to open it. Come on, that's it. Baby, in the wilderness, you've been praying for your family like never before. And you're saying, God, I've committed them to you, God. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I want you to know tonight that God is bringing out the wilderness and he's going to allow you to see a glimpse of what it would be like if your children were worshiping once again, if your children were in the altar once again. Here's what we're going to do. And if you're not in the wilderness, if you don't need a glimpse, here's what I would like you to do tonight. I would like if you could join us around the front. We're going to let the church be the church tonight. The church is going to do what the church does, and that's going to be the body of Christ. We're going to, we're going to link up with someone. If, you, if you're not in the wilderness, I want you to find somebody to link up with right now. That's it. Link up with somebody right now. God's getting ready to do something in this house. Lord, right now, God, you see every single person that's down at this altar, God, that needs a glimpse from you. God, they have taken a step of faith tonight. And Lord, right now, by the authority of your word and the power that is in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you would open their spiritual eyes, God, to see a glimpse of what you're going to do in their life, God. God, I pray that the glimpse would show them what the other side of the wilderness looks like, God. That there is victory. That there is hope. That there is peace. God, I pray right now for a family that is looking for the other side of the wilderness, God. Step in right now, O Lord. Come on, that's it. If you know how to war in the Spirit, go to war in the Spirit right now. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.